Hey now, Bachelor PhD coming at you. We are in three different time zones today. I am in Los Angeles, which is Pacific time. Caitlin, you continue to be in the Metro DC area. Yes, I'm, is, I'm currently there. <laughs> which is Eastern time zone. And in the Central time zone, coming from Mexico City, is EZR. Yeah. Now you're on you're on an internet connection that is slightly less than ideal. Right. So we're going to work around that. But we have big news today, which is that Craig enjoyed episodes of The Bachelor in Paradise. <laughs> what? I did. That was I, that when did he say that? I, I said it while you were still connecting. Oh. <laughs> he said he thought it was a good episode last night. And I was like, wow, okay. Interesting. Well, don't we want to talk about that AZR went and saw Alanis Morissette last night in Mexico City? <laughs> that is not who I went to go see. But no, we don't. That is That happens that I like walked back and there she was. And I was like, oh, this is big, you know. I had never seen her before, so I was, you know, who like, you I don't go, want to go into it. Who did you go see? Did you, who did you go to go see? Oh, man. Cow decapitation? Yeah. Cow decapitation. No, Craig. <laughs> um, uh, I went to go see Pulp and Blur. And oh, my God. I love Pulp. Yeah. <laughs> I love Pulp. <clears throat> so... A bunch of us girls went, and it was fun to be a bunch with a bunch of girls. I feel like I haven't done that in a long time, so I was like, "Oh, this is so fun!" Shout out to my girls, who some of them are. One of them is like my really good friend, and the other ones I just met, but they're still super sweet. I was like, "Yeah, this is great! Look at this fun show." I love that in Mexico City, the front car of the metro is only for women and children. Oh, really? Stuff on in there. Yeah. And it's not that the back cars are... I mean, we have not experienced any danger or anything, but I think that's a very smart move. Anyway, I think more people would ride the Metro in the United States uh, because the, the, perception was... is, the perception of fear is huge in the United States, right? The yeah. perception. Uh-huh. Uh. Well, all the right-wing people would be like, well, where's the car for the men in the... <laughs> children oh yeah they'd always find a way to chip at it but or to like say how that's unfair or it's sexist <laughs> reverse sexism but yeah. i think it's a it's great because you have there's just it's it's very well you very well used public transit which i appreciate yeah, yeah you know so we're right, public yeah. transit uh positive podcast yeah so i just barely finished the episodes i mean literally it was you know, 56, and we were recording at the hour. Um, okay, and, that's... yeah, that Golden Bachelor was... You guys tell me. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> how much sex can we pack into an hour-long episode of The Bachelor? <laughs> yeah, just uh, Jesse Palmer whispering, sexual. Sexual? <laughs> He did not know. Yeah, he in like a nervous whisper. <laughs> yeah. It's um, all an act. He knows what sex is. No, no, it's not that. It's that he feels like that's his. See, that's the thing. He's the host. And he is feeling 
like that is his elder, you know, so he doesn't want to go straight at it and be like a mentor. He's trying his best to kind of feel around how to be respectful to someone who knows more than they do in a way. Um, we don't know anything about Jesse's sec- personal life except that he was the bachelor and he married someone else, right? Right. Well, uh, Gary probably only had sex with one person in his entire life. Yes. That is the way he jumped into it and never went into that specifically makes me think it that's not true. Yes, I think he's I think he's had sex more recently than that but not super recent. Because when Leslie asks him during their date, he says it's like been a long time, but he doesn't specify. So my guess is he has, he has had sex post death of his wife. Right. Tisk tisk tisk. That seal so that he's not on national television saying, I've only had sex with one woman ever. And this is, I mean, that would break people's hearts. I think, even if that was true, he wouldn't say that. I think. Uh, I think he would. Why not? Isn't that a yeah. thing? Isn't that I like what people true, strive to do? Say it just I, to be like, because it adds to the heartbreak situation. Oh no! I, I think there's vulnerability and like authenticity, and then there's just plain like, oh, you know, I don't think they wanted to cross that cringy vulnerability. This is very Instagram uh, relevant, actually, because you want to present this and then you also want to be vulnerable on like one post. If you're an influencer, take note, all you bachelor and bachelor people. And uh, I mean, they know. And then you but you want to keep being great in every other way with silly you know what i mean Uh, like anyway back to my thing (laughs) i don't know what you're talking about gary did not i i think even if it was true and i don't think it's true it would have gone too far to say that he had had sex that he had only had sex with one woman and this is the first because it would have been sad right instead of sexual and sexy yeah i mean i think it would have made a a much bigger deal for him as well if it was like the first time he's going to have any sort of like sexual intimacy sort of stuff is on this show i think it would have been a bigger emotional thing but he's also while he seems comfortable admitting that old people do still have sex and that that's important he also says that thing about how it's none of our effing businesses. Ah. Which is such, no, that's, that's such a cop out. That's such a that's such a line though that they might have given him. They might have made him say that because if you're gonna tell us that they have sex, tell us like the difficulties right. too, because it has <laughs> to be not simple. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to hear the full. I don't want to know every detail of exactly how things went down. Because, first of all, I don't need to know. <laughs> how, how fast does the Viagra pill kick in? Oh, so you're saying, see, you're talking about, that's a little bit too far, but, you know, when it comes to creams and things, like, what, is it the same? Is it uh, the yeah, same? I, mean, I don't want to hear about, like, the lube that he has to use or anything. I, um, I'm not, I don't need that. I kind of want to just know, is it always, you always have to have AIDS, like, you know helpers no matter what 
That's Did you my... see that they made him pose like you know it's that I think it's a Cialis ad where they're in oh, the two yeah, bathtubs yeah, yeah. and they had him pose in a bathtub with an empty bathtub next to him for the woman of his choice. Yes, yes, that was very well. It seems like there should be a book written by someone like Jerry. The thing is, Gary? Jerry could just be an Instagram Gary. Gary, Gary. Gary could just be an Instagram guy who goes through it, or one yeah, of the there should be a book like like, could, like April. April could totally do that. She Jerry would fill Andrew that niche so well. Gary. Yeah. Yes. You know, published by Disney Books. Yeah. Yes. Exactly what we're looking for. I think they okay. get that because no, not not I, only do older people need to have those answers, but younger people want to have those answers too. Yeah, I want to have just like an Instagram account, you know, something that goes through it in a few. Oh, I have a question about this. What about this? Not yeah. anything harder than that. Okay. And then I well, want to heard pool. it here first, people. Let's let's either have a book or have an Instagram account that walks us through how it works when you're Gary's age. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's go into Leslie's fantasy suite because to get to Teresa's you kind of have to go through Leslie which was you know I thought when they were having their I love you's and stuff that he looked that she looked um, like he looked into it and she looked scared she oh, looked I, like, I got that I'm same convinced. impression I, I felt like she just wasn't into it like she was before right, like she had right. Like the switch had been switched. The ick factor had come (laughs) into it. She had gotten the ick, maybe. I didn't fully get that, but I was was a little confused because Gary tells her she's the one, right? Like in there, he repeats that line that he said at a different point in the show that, you know, uh, Trista mentioned to him, I guess. You have to find the woman that you... You know, not that you can live with, but you can't live without. And he's like, I think it's you. I think you're that one. And I was like, Gary, did you just like say she's winning the whole show? Like, what are you, what are you doing? To have sex with her. (laughs) But yeah, he seemed to be so like, yeah, like he he tells her she's the one. When they talk about the distance thing and where are they going to live? And she says, you know, she wants to work it out that they can maybe, you know, spend time in both places or something. And he's like, we can do that. And I was like, what is going on, Carrie? Carrie, you can't just say this, you know? Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, because he said these things. And I was like, is he like, is he picking? Is he picking? Honestly, is that what's happening? But then like, then Teresa's whole thing happened and it seemed like he's super into her too. So I was like, yeah, confused. This is why it's so, because I think for the record, I do believe that he isn't trying to just have sex with her. I'm sure he felt that in the moment. He wanted to have sex with her so badly or whatever. He wanted her, right, so badly that he told her that. Um, well, not that line about how he there. wants her. He wants her with his morning but, coffee and he wants her at night and all these other things that he was saying. So I was like, this all sounds very like, wow, okay, you're you're very into her. But Craig, that doesn't mean that he's picking her. That just right. means he's okay. Well, I'm just making sure that that's yeah, clear. No, I, I think I don't. I don't think there's any any question that he's saying those things in the heat of the moment. Oh, okay, good. But I'm saying, but, but you know, is, that is we, off, so often used maliciously by men. 
Well, that yeah, and we we've that's your name. Delicious. Go ahead. Sorry, we're talking over each other. Um, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say that normally, when this happens, women see right through it. It's the oldest trick in the book, right? No, hey, women don't see through it all the time. Here it is, authentically used. Right? He thinks he really likes her. That they're compatible. They are not. You know, they don't have compatible lifestyles. They don't look right together. There's a lot going on there. Um, and he thinks he wants, or, you know, but but he said the right thing, but it's finally an authentic, like, yeah, I believe this is right. But it's, I mean, I think it's not right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I, I, I'm just... Uh, uh, Bachelor Nation was has like look at Clayton. Clayton was completely torn down for doing the same exact thing, but now that Gary's doing it, mm-hmm. it's no big deal. Well, we're not there. Yet. Yeah, we're not totally there yet because first we have to get over you know exactly what he does say to both women. But I do agree that there's Gary is committing a bachelor sin in these last few episodes right but like he is telling multiple people he loves them he is saying these things that seem to indicate like you're the one i'm picking you're the winner of the show but then he says it to more than one person and it's just confusing and this is the kind of thing that normally the lead will be you know like people hated clayton shouting yeah i'm in love in his big coat who uh, was the first person to do it? It was Jojo. It was Ben, ben Higgins. Yeah, I think ben it was Higgins. Ben yeah. Higgins that I've heard. Yeah, with Jojo and. Uh, I mean, it's the it's the first one that kind of with Jojo and uh, the Lauren, the lady he picked, but then they're not together anymore. Right, right. But um, it was the. I don't know if it was the first time he's, he, you know, the thing is at week five and week six, right before Fantasy Suites, you're allowed to say I'm falling for you to multiple people. But when you say I'm in love, then that's the sin. I know. Yeah. But that's that's the same thing. It's the same. Yeah. The same thing. But in Bachelor Code, it's not the same thing, apparently. I mean, I think that Gary's probably getting more leeway here than any other Bachelor does, in part because he's a senior citizen. And they're like, maybe he just doesn't know the code language he's supposed to be using here. Well, also because he's truly means it, as I I I believe well, he, that Clayton and Ben truly meant it. But Bachelor Nation, aka women, you know, twenty three to forty five, do not trust men. <laughs> so it's a little different, right? Well, Gary did a smart thing, which is just, which is he he said that he loves he he when he said it, he meant it. Which gets him out of that, like, yeah, because he did it to faith too, right? Yeah, <laughs> and I, I do believe that he did mean it to faith as well. Like he just seemed so. I think he might get caught up in the moment sometimes and be like, "I'm feeling feelings. I should say these feelings." I don't think he has. I don't think he has like negative intentions when he does it, right? Like, I don't think he's thinking, "I gotta tell Leslie, like, I'm all in." She's the one to me because that's how I get to bone her. Like, I don't think he thinks that way, even though I do think there are some younger bachelors that might think that way. 
I mean, hold on. What what has Gary done to make you trust him more than other bachelors? I don't know. He just he seems like a good person. Uh, yeah. See, I think he has himself fooled. Ah, uh, no, you're wrong. That is 100% the wrong opinion. That is like not true. <laughs> he is such a good guy. There is no oh, way yeah. you wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, there's no way around it. There's nothing he's done ever that has, like, let the mask, the mask, no, that is indicated in any way, you know? He's, I don't know. I think he's pretty, he. So you're pre- telling me he married a woman for 45 years to someday go on The Bachelor to, bo- like, no. to have sex with her? <laughs> no. But he, he, took a, he took a class at the senior center, though, on how to pick up women, though. When did even did you hear that? that because some of the stuff he does that resonates so well with women is because men normally never do this like the stuff where like he said to a couple of women earlier in the season where he was like like I'm listening or you have my attention it was like oh the women are loving this because men never say yeah. that kind of Just thing because he took a class at the but center. if the class was offered other men would be saying these things and they're not <laughs> and he's truly listening He's processing. He's spitting out the at least a correct result, you know, opinion wise. Um, Okay, look, Craig, you agree with me that Leslie looked kind of like, oh shit, I am. Yeah, there's just something didn't seem right with her. She seemed like not into it. And then in the the morning after, I also saw her being like extremely annoyed with him, like kind of like ew, like got got the ick, got the you know, dip in respect, got the shut up with your emotional intelligence already kind of feel towards him. I mean, she literally called him an old shoe. So <laughs> I really felt like she was done with him. Yeah, and the sure old shoe thing end. did jump out to me because while it does evoke that comfort, right? That like, you know, an old shoe fits perfectly feels great when you when you slip it on it's not normally something that you say about a person that you're like newly in love with and wanting to start a life with right yeah and so then we go into that transition which was so interesting that was the best part of the episode to me that when he was with Teresa horseback riding and he says, all I'm thinking about is what's Leslie doing. And that to yes. me was not because he prefers her, chooses her, but it's because he's an, a, an, a loyal dog. You know, the first person <laughs> he had sex with. Um, well, first off, yeah, it's a loyalty thing, right? You, I just had sex with her. This doesn't feel right for me to go on a date with someone else. And then, I mean, I think a sliver there is she's the babe that he never thought he could have. Leslie is, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, I think he's got a, a thing for a little bit of a bad girl vibe because Faith had it too. You know, the like motorcycle riding, leather jacket wearing... Like, ooh, a cool woman. Like, I think he's got a thing for that. And that's what Leslie fits into. Teresa is not a cool, bad woman. You know, she is. And he says this in his conversation with Jesse. Like, she's comfortable. She's safe. 
that yeah. Teresa is. And the most important thing that he said that I'm like latching onto for your life is that Craig, she fits into his hug. I don't think you can put anything on that other than, per- you know, that's the couple. That's them. That makes sense. I know and you then, dismissed that. Are you talking about Leslie? Him and Teresa. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Gary that's... said Teresa fits in his hug. And I was like, oh, that's it. That's the line. I wouldn't, I, I, the show's over. So, you think um, Teresa's going to win? Well, see, okay, here's the thing. So, they kind of confirmed all the things we said like two weeks ago, if anyone wants to go and listen back. Um, less, but the, 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 the like wild, the wild card, the like maybe factor here is that. Leslie is wild, and maybe he thinks he wants that. And that's a possible thing that could happen, right? Um, I think Teresa is perfect for him and security for him. And he even said the thing where at first, you know, he wasn't quite sure, but then as he got to know her and their stories matched up almost perfectly, and then I guess last, the you know, during their fantasy suite, they also had a lot of overlapping things. And then I think... Uh, another clincher was that Teresa totally surprised him with her career. Not that I think her career was something that right. I, you know, uh, like <laughs> I respect it on a, wow, you changed careers after being a housewife. That's awesome. Yeah. But then on another level, I'm like, whatever, what you assume I would say. <laughs> yes. About that's kind of how I felt about it too. That like, I do respect the way that she, basically worked her way into a career without the education that people normally have after being a housewife for a while, you know, that like, I think that is impressive and and speaks to kind of her drive, right? Mm -hmm. Um, The job itself, I don't find as impressive as most people presumably do. I did think the conversation was a little weird in that why, like, So we know she hasn't retired from this conversation. She still works. She is willing to retire soon. Uh, But it's just odd to me that they have this conversation at this point. Like, it feels like it should have come up earlier, especially since she's still working, unlike some of the other women who are retired, where maybe their career stuff is less actively currently important because they don't do it right now, you know? But it seems important to her, both because she still works, but also because she seemed very passionate about her job. So I'm like, how come this hasn't like, he's like, Oh yeah. What do you do for work? And it was like, wait, it's weird that you guys haven't talked about this. Well, no, because they never talk about it. We're not used to them talking about their jobs as a normal course of conversation on the bachelor. So like the fact that it even comes up at all is shocking. Well, they had mentioned it. He, he did say something back that was more or less what it was. And then she wanted to explain it better um which like again you know it's i i think the the part that impressed him is that it was a something he didn't know about her that was impressive yeah i think the thing that the details that she gave about sort of although i had a lot of questions during this story when it's she's a housewife and she starts day trading for fun kind of and then her husband apparently makes a comment about how the, like they don't have health insurance and so she should get a job. And I was like, what's his job that he didn't have health insurance. I'm a little concerned about them not having health insurance for a period of time. They have to pay out of pocket. 
Yeah, and I was like, what's going on about this? So it was like she got a job to get health insurance primarily was the big focus on, like, why she does it as more than just a hobby. And then, of course, the husband died. And it seems like, you know, it's it's a thing that she does because she enjoys it still. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the whole, like, if anything pulls the seam on her, you know, oh, this is such a great job, my day trading. It's the fact that they could live and not have health insurance and be worried about it. That's kind of the, like, well, didn't that give some kind of like, food for thought at the moment? Uh, yeah, um, like, I was like, huh, weird that that's okay, but sure. And then, and now she's like a specialist in securities or something like that. So it does seem like she, she got more and more specialized as the career went on. I also saw some online comments that were talking about how, because you know how she specifically mentions, you know, right now while she's single she's still working but she's willing to retire if she were to meet someone and potentially marry them and people are like girl you don't need to give up your job to get married and i was like no i get what she's saying though is she is actually well old enough to retire and that she's working because she likes it and because she doesn't have something else to fill her time basically right I was going to say it's classic yeah, yeah, boomer they're... it's classic boomer thinking that I bet she has which is well we had to pay health insurance out of our own pocket and it was a big struggle but no B- Obamacare no Obamacare <laughs> well there's also kind of the the look we did it we pulled yeah. ourselves up by our bootstraps or I'm sure they had a lot of like support up until that point uh but they don't oh, want to absolutely like Look at the house that they visited on her home. Like, I'm sure she makes a very good salary currently, but somebody else in her family brought something in there, too, because that's a a nice house in an expensive part of the world. Uh, So, yeah, all of it was kind of interesting that, like, it seemed like her thing was, you know, if she were to get engaged to Gary and they get married, then she'll retire so that they can, like, travel and hang out together don't touch our health care um i want my doctor i want to keep my doctor yeah you can keep your doctor (laughs) you will care a lot about the guy you see maybe once a year um no 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 no. we're not going there okay look craig i need you to sing the cheers theme or something like that pick something sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name Thank you. Good job. Okay. Oh, are we moving on? Because I had one other thing. Oh, sorry. Which was, <laughs> did you notice the tiny little hot pants she wore the morning after? There? Yes. Yes. I was, Teresa? Yes. I was fascinated by these little little hot pants and like matching Henley kind of pajama loungy top. Because if someone had told me before this week, one of these two women is going to wear hot pants on national TV, I would have said it's probably Leslie. But no, it's Teresa. No, she is like, she, oh, okay. I know Teresa is perfect for him. But all those things that Kathy said about Teresa are definitely true. You know, she still, she is a little bit manipulative. She does the thing where she, you know, she knows she's going up against Leslie. So she's giving it all she has in that way too. And she's a contender, right? 
Leslie's whole persona is being hot babe, and she is. But Teresa's no one to, like, not see that way, which was hard at first for us because she was so forward. Mm -hmm. And the way she dressed, I think, was everything she's doing is intentional. Like, 1950s How to Get a Man right out of that book, if there ever was one. (laughs) (laughs) I think it actually is. I think you're right that I bet she she packed this little, like, pajama set and she thought, I'm going to wear this the morning after the fantasy suite because it shows off my little legs and it's a sexy little outfit, and it's going to remind him when we're saying goodbye in the driveway and I kiss him that, like, <laughs> I have a good body for a 70-year-old. Take a look at this, Gary. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To go up against someone like Leslie, I mean, you you shouldn't just... that. That's the thing, is that if I were going up against someone like Leslie, I would do the opposite strategy. I would be the opposite of Leslie. But Teresa is competing, and she's doing it well. And I think that's, to me personally, like, I think that's a little bit scary. Like, someone like that kind of scares me because they're too smart, you know, for them. Like, they're, (laughs) if you're on the bad side of them, like, you know, if I was picking her as a partner, like, Gary's trying to pick her as a partner, you will never win an argument against her. You will never (laughs) not get that lake house. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's, I think that actually is true. I think she is. I think she's smarter than Gary emotionally in a lot of ways. And that I think she is very capable of being like, like she could be manipulating him and he wouldn't even know it's happening. You know, I think he wants to be manipulated, to be honest with you, because that's how he, I think he's so smart, honestly. And I don't, I think she's smart in a conniving way where she can get, you remember that episode? Okay. Again, sex in the city. Where like Charlotte touches his hand and makes him order a different salad, makes a, you know, um, the te- what's the name the Twin Peaks guy? <laughs> oh, he's Trey on the Trey. Yes, um, makes him or you know when you find yes. the tell when you because find it the reminds man's... him of his mother or something right. like that. It's like very weird, but it's it's something. Right when you find that inroad, she takes it every time, and like to me, it seems like not a way to live because you're always looking for people's like tells and their poker faces and stuff, and I'm like. I, I don't want to be dishonest with people, but some women are raised to, I mean, men too, but differently, uh, to operate like that in the world. <clears throat> Hot pants, strategic decision. <laughs> and <laughs> Yeah, I was like, what we saw the shot of it, I was like, wow, you can see like the little, you know when you see people wearing really short shorts out and you can see like the little line where their butt cheek meets their leg you could see the line <laughs> on Teresa <laughs> okay she great. okay honestly yeah I mean I was like look at her little tush in these hot pants wow mm-hmm. okay um, okay sometimes you gotta go where everyone knows your name <laughs> okay um, how did it start Finally, we saw the scene where the waves crashed somebody, and we were like, who was that? We were hoping it was Kat. It was Rachel. I think it happens to Kat and John Henry as well, because they showed this in the the scenes that they were showing at the end of last season. I think it happens to her and John Henry, because she gets up and she's like, I still feel it, you know, like... Oh, so it also be. happens to Rachel, but I love it. So the producers are like, get in the ocean. Don't worry. It'll look 
so hot. It'll be like, you know, terms of an, uh, from here to eternity, something like that, you know? I mean, it did kind of look like it was a very cinematic date that Jordan V and Rachel had. Like, it looked, when they're, like, making out in the surf and stuff, it did look very cinematic. Right. But then they, I think they must know that that's coming, right? They wouldn't show it to us twice then. I don't remember the first time. Yeah, I think the producers just really love the footage of that happening. They like when it happens. They're like, oh, I love when they're kissing and then the wave knocks them over. (laughs) Right. They're deeply embarrassed because it's like their first or like first set of kisses yeah yeah it is like funny but yeah that i guess was that how that started that jordan v and the other guy came down together and the other guy's thing i think is gonna be that he's forgettable and nobody likes him i'm assuming that's his character in the show that's night one wrapped up you know that everyone is a night one person down here so what's the point of this yeah, it's, you know, it's they, weird that it's like, but yeah, I didn't know who he was. And then basically every time he talks to the camera, it's like he says something later on in the episode about how, you know, when is he going to get a date card? Everyone else is getting a date card. And then they give a double date to like Avon and Kylie and Peter and Sam instead. Right. Yeah. So boring. You know, we know that these two couples are work. We zero invested in Sam and um who peter because peter pilot the second right the (laughs) fp guy which means that he's a pariah except sam doesn't know that and even if she does he's kind of like you know it's okay because they'll they'll make their love story sellable and -hmm. then avon and kylie are ken and barbie so you're kind of like well of course they'll work out and like I, i i know that you're saying last week that on twitter they kind of made a lot of new enemies because they're Ken and Barbie, you know, in a way, (laughs) for being so good-looking and being so perfect for each other, and they found each other, and people hate that. No, that's not why they hate them. They They hate them for being... No, uh, I know. know. (laughs) For taking down Olivia. Yeah, and, like, being kind of mean girl vibes. Right, but isn't the heart of that that they are bachelor royalty now? Isn't the heart of that... Lastly, even, but they're they're a much lower tier of bachelor royalty because, like Avon was complaining on Twitter, they barely get any screen time normally. This is the most that they've gotten in weeks, and right. it was fine. You know, like it wasn't anything to write home about. It's like they talk about their their baby names, so we find out uh, if they have a daughter. I guess her name is going to be Navy Heaven. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> Oh. Yeah, which I was like, I absolutely died at the fact that Avon, his baby daughter number one name is Heaven because it has his name in it. That's what he said. Uh, yeah. And I was like, okay, interesting. Clever. Interesting that you're like, my daughter will be named after me, but in a weird way. <laughs> I I know lots of, I know a few, like a handful of people who are named after, women who are named after their dad. <laughs> And it's, I've never seen that. I almost was named after my dad, actually. Yeah, you, I think you mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, my dad's name is Andrew. And the other name in contention besides Caitlin was Andrea. Right. Right. Isn't there a certain, like, narcissism about naming your kid after yourself? Like, no. you're, 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 you're inserting yourself into that person's life. You for the rest are of their, their life. parent, and you should be. 
I mean, yeah, you're going to be inserted in there either way. I mean, I think a lot of people have kids to name them, honestly. <laughs> yeah. To be like, look, I'm weird and quirky. My God, my kids are like, I mean, Navy. That's exactly the kind of name I would expect out of this generation. Okay. Um, listen. Navy. I, 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 despite what Avon is saying now in real time, like in the moment, Avon and Kylie, I think, are on their way to be Bachelor royalty. I, just, I mean, this is great and all, but like so much happened in this Bachelor in Paradise, and we're talking about Avon. Like, well, uh, what I want to say is that whether they, whether the whatever happens with what whatever happened on t- on Twitter with Olivia and them is boring, important or not, or like you know will affect them in terms of followers like the way it did not really affect piper and brandon um brandon uh i think they are in their rightful place and they make sense and i have really nothing against them even after all that stuff you told me caitlin i'm so sorry i still like them and i still think they're perfect for each other and i don't (laughs) and they don't bother me like i'm glad they were mean girls to a night one person like that's the that's the pecking order you signed up to a show that's like steeped in patriarchy you better get in your place in line right like we have to kind of accept i would say that kylie's place in line is honestly not that much higher than olivia's i think it is she was i mean the fact that men went on to see her makes it doesn't make it yes kind of doesn't matter because she's hot not where she finished in her placement which was like Zach Shellcross was never interested in her and she barely got screen time. Right. But the fact that I remembered her name, the fact that we all clocked her, even no matter when she got cut, all that adds to the stew of her like upping her cachet. This is riveting. Uh, well, you're not interested, but I think this is this is where Bachelor Nation is now. Every single person we see is not just what we see on TV. It has this like pie chart going on of who you know who they are on the in the pecking order. Okay, so your thesis is that there's a pecking order because there's a patriarchy, and we have to respect that. And you like more importantly, you like watching that. We accept that, but when we turn on our TVs and watch The Bachelor, we accept that. That's like not non-negotiable, right? right. I accept that. Then when the bachelor as a show tries to fit a square into a circle by like adapting to new times and new thoughts and new egalitarianness. We watch that and we comment on it. And I think this is part of it that them bringing on night one people is a way for the, I mean, we have to acknowledge that that's a way for the producers to, and we have to manipulate people and to have them do what they want because night you know, week four followers, week three, week three cuts, week four cuts are too powerful for them to manipulate. Right. Like and Brayden. so like Braden, right. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. So I guess there was actually a lot that happened in this episode technically, which is unusual perhaps. Unusual. Yeah. But yeah, so Rachel goes on the date with, um, Jordan V, the race car driver, who she dumped after there. Yeah, and that whole situation is so weird because she she like gels with him again. They have yes. like, they make out, and then and then it's like they never went on the date after after they get back. Yeah, I'm 
I'm a little confused by this situation because I absolutely would believe like what they're selling as, you know, like she made a mistake cutting him too soon last time. And maybe, you know, they get a second chance for a reason. And I'm like, sure. Yeah, go ahead. Have a second chance for a reason. Start dating this guy, I guess. Seems like you like each other. And then she has this conversation with Tanner, who I agree with Rachel when she's talking about how she had no idea what Tanner would want. In terms of, we don't see any conversations with them after he gives her the rose. It's not totally clear. You know what I mean? Like, is it, is he very interested in her? Is he sort of interested? You know what I mean? Like, I I can get what she's saying in that, like, he's upset that she goes on this date because he's, like, a little jealous or something. And it's like, well, you did just start talking to each other, like, the day before. And it's not totally obvious if you're actually going to vibe together or not or if that's even what you're heavily pursuing but then he like they have a conversation and he basically says he wants to be in a serious relationship and he wants it to be with her and it's her or nobody else at this point you know and like she needs to let her guard down and blah 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 and then they kiss and it's like okay are they together now like what's happening yeah well watching the downfall of tanner is is pretty interesting i mean when he came down onto the beach he was like the hot commodity right and he had oh yeah three, people were interested three Kat women were into him. the yeah. most interested well, number one told, on her list she had told Braden, like i like you but if tanner comes down <laughs> <laughs> i like you with... but if tanner shows up here i will be dumping you yeah <laughs> but now no one wants a piece of tanner yeah he's he's the odd man out now which is interesting because if he hadn't broken up with Kat, they'd still be together. And, yeah. like, she wouldn't be with John Henry. Right. And we all know John Henry's a big catch. I still, um... <laughs> yeah, great. Uh, I still uh, stand by my theory that the whole thing is a setup by producers, that they made Tanner pick Rachel, that Rachel is just kind of floating around and not really as... Yeah, sure. Not really as interested in anyone, or maybe just doesn't feel anyone is good enough for her, which has always been her vibe. From other than Clayton, no one else has really been good enough for her. Which is not the that's a bad thing because Clayton, him, you know, yeah, like, of and the people you know that you're why it is with? because of his jawline and his shoulders. Like that's <laughs> what she saw. Have I you mean, been following this whole thing with his uh, court case? What? Defamate- something about it but i haven't been following it but yeah it's like a paternity suit yeah someone a a woman sued him to for uh to get uh his dna to to decide whether or not he was the father yeah i love a maury court and then what uh turns out he's not and now he's suing her for defamation i think oh come on (laughs) i mean it it makes you look way worse let it go i I think it does it's like you might as well try to bury this now but i do get why he's salty about it because it was all in the news making him look like he's some sort of deadbeat you know yeah and totally you know take the blake high route high road yeah you gotta you gotta do a blake but yeah with the rachel thing i do think that tanner was if not you know told you should pick rachel he was encouraged to be like rachel good option there you know what i mean but I don't think he likes her even as a person because the joke he makes about her at the roast is so mean and he knew Yeah, it. we got to talk about this roast. Yeah. 
So I'm like, you can't like her. And that's like, what she concludes from it too, right? Like you see her talking to somebody who's not shown, so it's probably a producer being like, I thought Tanner liked me, but he doesn't like me at all. And I'm like, I'm with you. He doesn't like you at all because you don't you don't make a joke like that about somebody you have a crush on. Yeah. Tanner's no. joke was everyone thought that Gabby was coming down to the beach. Yeah, he basically said, you know, when they we heard we'd get a bachelorette, everyone was hoping for Gabby, but we got Rachel and it was like, whoa, that's, <laughs> that's so mean. You're dating her right now. Like, are you yeah. serious? You can't no. say that. And it takes on her one insecurity she had the entire yes. season. And going back to Clayton, right? Like she they, they knew Susie was like, you know, who she is. But Gabby and Rachel were always kind of neck and neck and they're friends, but they were never trying to step on each other's toe. Like that was a bad, uh, Gabby was the more forgiving one too. If you guys remember right throughout the season, she was like, you want him, you can have him. <laughs> like, yes, I don't Gabby want to affect was our a good friend basically in that. I think she absolutely knew that this was an insecurity of Rachel's and she wanted to try to do whatever she could to help play that down and have it be like, no, we're not in competition for a man. Don't worry about it. You know what I mean? So I was just like, oh yeah. I mean, I think Tanner's got to be going home next rose ceremony because if Rachel gives him a rose, it's like she can't, she would lose all, she's either just going to leave or she's going to give it to that guy, Jordan, because she can't like, she can't maintain a sense of self-respect after somebody no. publicly made fun of her for like not yeah. being the best bachelorette. It's like, who, how could Tanner have thought that was a good idea to say something like that? What if the producers come to Rachel and say, well, you know, ha- or come to Tanner and say, go talk to Rachel, make it all better, you know, tell him to, that she doesn't get a ro- A lot of these, you know, she said herself that she remembers the roast from Clayton's season. I can't remember too. It was like up, up on a brick rooftop kind of look yes um, i do remember, remember that but um it, it if anyone can't deal with a roast it's going to be insecure reality tv show people right that's why they do it yeah, now, yeah but but uh-huh. there's roasting and then they're saying everyone yes. wanted gabby and then you came down and i think it that's just a funny it, joke no it's not it's not to her and right. it, wouldn't, no, it's not her. it wouldn't have been funny no matter who said it but i think it just it hits so much worse that right. it's Tanner, this guy who is like, I'm so into you. I want yeah. a serious relationship. Like, take your walls down. Then he's like, <laughs> I'd rather be dating Gabby, though. Yeah. Oh, my God. And yeah, don't forget the, the zinger. Bachelor in Paradise is boring, just like John Henry. <laughs> oh, I liked that one. That was a funny one to me. <laughs> and it's correct. Craig, you were telling us. Back when Katie Thurston started her horrible stand-up uh, yes. career, right? Uh, I don't. And see, it I don't call it. So bad. I don't call it horrible. I mean, I've, I've only seen like videos on Instagram. I'm not like following her or anything like that. But I thought the comedy was okay. I mean, she uh, had a legit funny joke on this show, but. Right. Nobody laughed at it because they were way too uncomfortable. Was that one about, you know, she said, oh, I wanted to come down to the beach first. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Blake came early. Which yeah, just, like, Blake came it. early, which I know well is his ex-fiance. And I was like, that's actually a good one. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, uh, you know, kind of like that shocking. Oh, 
women. I don't know. I just don't. I don't. I, I don't think she's funny. Well, she's <laughs> never moving. Did. She's moving but, from San Diego. Like if you told me Olivia maybe had the same shtick. I yeah. would buy into it more because she's so she can be so mean, and that's the issue too. Is what we said last week, is that how could just going back just for one second? How could everyone claim Kylie and Avon are so mean when Olivia's been really mean to people and she says it? Oh no. Well, look, uh, I was just going to say that uh, Katie's moving from San Diego to Los Angeles to pers- to up her comedy career. And you went to a comedy show for Leo, so we could go to a comedy show for Katie, too. Yeah, you should absolutely go to Katie's comedy shows in L.A. Which, all right, so the Katie thing also, I wanted to discuss the things that we learned about her and Blake's breakup during this show. Because that was kind of interesting. Like, basically, we hear they haven't spoken in two years since they broke up. And that... They're talking and Blake, you know, says the last time they saw each other is, you know, he was in her apartment in in San Diego and that, um, the, but she was like, and then we broke up over the phone and then she sent him like, I think she said five or six voice memos and she didn't know if he listened to them or not and he's like oh i listened to them i remember everything they said <laughs> who sends a voice memo Great. i don't is know it, i just thought that was like a ceo of a company or something to be i'm like, gonna send oh, you a voice memo he listened to them but he chose not to respond in any way because he was salty about the fact that she had started immediately dating that guy john from her season yeah exactly yeah right. i'd be salty about that too and and in their lies why Rachel and the, that one guy will never work out. Because <laughs> you can't just start dating someone you rejected very early on in your season, ever. Oh, that guy. Jo- yeah, I mean. Jordan. Mm-hmm. Jordan. It's it's hard to say if something like that could ever work. Because it was also very mysterious, even at the time, why she cut him so readily. Because that, you remember their first date went perfectly yeah. well. Like, they were kissing. They seemed to be getting along well. And then she basically is just like this isn't like, you know, the right connection or something. It was like, oh, all right. So, And I think at the time I got the feeling that she was looking for someone who would, you know, carry her across a puddle type thing. Are we talking about Katie now? No, we're talking about about Rachel Rachel and Jordan. And Jordan. (sighs) I remember Rachel. Well, this is important because it's kind of the same thing. And I'll, I'll tell you why it is the same kind of thing. I understand that women want, and with good reason, right? Women want men to try for them. 100% absolutely. But Rachel has a different standard than everyone else. And I think what happened here, so like, what do you guys make of Katie coming down not to date, but to roast, but then at the same time having this conversation with Blake? Because I'm not sure I completely buy it (laughs) again. You don't buy that they've. Uh, it's been two years since they've talked. No, I, I I believe this is the first time they've talked. I believe I I don't remember it the way they said it though. As I remember it, Blake might have been mad, but Katie was very mad at Blake too. She acted like she was. Mm-hmm. Um, mm, she acted right now on our TVs at Bachelor in Paradise, like she. Uh, blindsided him and she's sorry about that but she was 
acted like he was a fake guy who would just chase bachelorette, like bachelorette chasing kind of thing. Um, but one thing we know about Blake is that he really does try hard for women and women love that. Right. So what I know about Katie from her season, from the rejections she's had from her previous season is that she's very reactionary and that she probably just like, I felt at the moment that she just got rejected. So she ran to see if she could feel safe with Blake who actually pursued her. That's how it's related to the Rachel Jordan thing is that, Rachel has these impossible standards, but I think the standards, you know, can lie a few notches below Rachel's where Katie has trouble pursued. And so Blake, who's very emotionally (laughs) intelligent and pursues women. You get what I'm saying though? No. Like in essence. Okay. Let me go back. Oh no. No, please. Cause I think like it's something that Jess points out in this episode too. Like she talks about how she thinks Blake would be a really good boyfriend. And I think it's those types of qualities that you're talking about is what makes women think that the yeah. fact that he, he is like emotionally intelligent. He will pursue you. He will tell you like, I want you, you won't be like beating around the bush around, which a lot of these guys do. And so women do find that appealing, right? Like you can see why that would be, if you're Katie and you're on her season and she has all these feelings for Greg Grippo. Yeah. Um, and then that blows up mm-hmm. and it feels nice. If your feelings are very raw over being like, I wanted this person and then they just left out of nowhere. Right. That I'm sure it feels amazing to be like, well, but this other like, man with a six pack is pursuing me and says he loves me. And like, he seems very nice. So let's just, yeah, that works. You know, he did the John Cusack over the, you know, yes, radio over the head did. So I do think he does have those kinds of qualities that make him very appealing. And that's the thing that Jess talks about in this episode too, of being like, Oh, you know, although we still never discuss the fact that, Jess and Tyler made out even as as much as we're talking about Tyler and Mercedes having problems and Jess and Blake having problems in this episode. So we don't even know if everyone knows that that happened. (laughs) Right. And it's it's not a problem for Blake and Jess, but everyone thinks that Tyler is just coasting. I mean, they they use coasting in a different way. I'm using coasting like he just wants to stay on the show, hang out with his buddies, which we've seen before on Bachelor in Paradise. But Mercedes mm-hmm. is saying we're just so similar that like we don't really have a need to explain our feelings for each other. And it's like, no, no, that's not what's happening. Yeah, that's not what's happening. <laughs> I think he is coasting in the way that like he basically acts like Mercedes is a friend who he barely makes any romantic overtures towards. Right. Mm-hmm. Like they might kiss every once in a while. That's kind of it. And so that's what everyone else sees, too, is they're like. He's not, he doesn't seem super into her. They're not like doing PDA. They're not holding hands all the time. He's coasting because he just wants to be here having fun on the beach on TV. Yeah. Um, uh, my and, head is spinning. And we're, I mean, well. We're moving very good. quickly from person to person. Well, what is They're all call? interconnected, Chris. Yeah, because it's all a roast, like, and it's all, it's all this, you know, different iterations of the same kind of relationship where typically the man is not interested or the man is Blake, 
who well, is interested in every Blake, woman he pursues. Did, the man is not interested, end, or he's Blake. Did you watch the end of the episode where, and this was not part of the coming attractions, this was part of the episode where Blake says, this isn't working. We have no affection for each other. Well, I'm not sure if it's, all right, so that's the cliffhanger they leave us on, right? Because yeah. we don't have an episode oh. next week for Thanksgiving, so you have to wait two weeks. I... I think, because this is the kind of thing that they do on these shows, I think that this is kind of a fake out. What's mm. either going to happen here is, so he says, like, talking to Katie reminded him of how deeply he can be in love, basically, is what it sounded like he's saying. So he's like, I was reminded of, like, when I was super in love with somebody, and I can see now you and I aren't at that level, and it's sort of left as a, like, is he going to say, well, we need to break up because we're not at that level? Or he might say, like, we need to double down. And, like, what if we leave here together now and we just start dating and uh -huh. see if we can fall in love? Like, I feel like it could go any which way. I don't think he's necessarily breaking up with her. Hmm. <clears throat> well, so... Yeah, I don't remember that. I thought that was maybe I skipped the uh, the the that that was the last line said is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, it's like literally the very the end of the regular episode is they go to have a conversation on one of those little like daybed kind of things, and he says that stuff about being like I remember being deeply in love and like we're not at that level. I don't have those feelings for you right now, and her face is like what. Right, right. They didn't show no, that for Mexican up. audiences. Easier. Mm. <laughs> In Mexico, you get a different cut of the episode. Oh, I download. No, I don't. I honestly, um, I'm very tired. Like, I don't remember that. But great. Good. Okay. Yeah, it does sound like a setup. Um, <clears throat> well, yeah, I think we went over everybody. I mean, there wasn't the roast. Uh, that was it. That was it was it. Well, oh, what I was going to ask you guys is, what did Tyler say? He said, you're not a Mercedes, you're a Chevy. Like, why did they bleep it? <laughs> like, they bleeped something. And I was like, what is it? Because if they bleep it, you have to assume it's like a curse, right? But what? how would the joke be like, Mercedes thinks she's a Mercedes, but she's a shit box or something? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the thing is, you don't. Because they said, Michael spends a lot of time on the water, but he never gets a woman wet. I mean that's Whoa. what that's what they said. But <laughs> yes. that's not the thing is it's a dirty thing to say so they bleep the punchline. So yeah. maybe they bleep the punchline that's also a dirty thing to say, you know. Yeah. I'm kind of somewhere think of like a car brand that could be perceived as a dirty thing to say. No. No. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's like a weird Okay. Can we talk about cat now? Oh my god, I didn't uh, even know we were going to talk about Sure, if, if we must. Yeah. <laughs> what is there to say? She, she got roasted. She got Botox. That's interesting. She, she kind of admitted it on accident. Oh, yeah, she absolutely was like, that means the work is good if you can tell that I had it done. <laughs> she's on her I, redemption arc already. See? No, she's not. In your mind, you're, you're always going to forgive her. She can come back to you all she wants. I don't worry about that. <laughs> no, I see um, what Craig's saying. I think they're trying to sell it now as 
you know, and they did the truth box things. And one of them was like, Kat and John Henry are going the distance. And she's like, I love the truth box now. Finally a good one. And it's like, that's a fake one. Absolutely no one would have written that and put that in there unless Kat did it herself. It's either right. Kat or a producer who wrote that, you know. But they're trying to show us Kat and John Henry are a real relationship now. Look at this. Yeah, well, there's all this speculation because John Henry, I guess, lives in North Carolina. and Virginia. Kat, Virgi- oh, well, okay. Because, okay. So <laughs> she's in North Carolina or something? Oh, she lives in North Carolina. No, she lives in LA or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's in she's been in North Carolina for like the last couple of oh. weeks on her Instagram stories. So people are speculating. But North Carolina is not really near Virginia. I mean, yeah. yes, they're neighboring states. Oh, so they are. It depends oh. on which part <laughs> you're in. I think I could double check this. I'm pretty sure like He's from like Virginia Beach or somewhere around there, which actually is not far away from North Carolina. It's on like oh, okay. the southern coastal part of Virginia. So not too far away from like the Outer Banks, North Carolina area. So there's speculation that she's hanging out with John Henry or going to be hanging out with John Henry. So she's going to yeah. end up with him. But no, I, 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 I mean, no. Have I you ever happening... dated a John Henry? Me? Actually, yes, I have. (laughs) Yes, I 100% absolutely have. And I think they're cute. And that's why I feel bad for him. Because he's just an innocent boy. You think think guys that don't talk (laughs) and show no emotion are cute? I don't don't see it that way. See, I have that, like, eye for... The way you see Kat with your eyes, I see John Henry (laughs) with my eyes. Um, And my eye is very forgiving to someone like that. That's funny. Um, who's yeah? Who's not? Um, let's say like evolved emotionally, right? Who has trouble kind of understanding more than a few ways of being. Mm. Um, <clears throat> that's how I see it. But I think she's with John Henry until after the final rose. She can be like, "See, I wasn't stealing your man. We were meant to be," and then breaks up with him. Yeah. I don't think it's. A, I think it's a ploy. But for John Henry. Well, she, she did say like, oh, he's did, didn't she say he's marriage material or was that just that said that about Blake? He's he make they a great husband. Said that like yeah, just okay. said Blake would be a great boyfriend and a great husband. And Kat said that John Henry has the qualities she's looking for in a future husband <laughs> and father. Of her Doesn't kids. talk. There, that's your quality right there. <laughs> yeah. I have to say, actually, that I do know people who would be like, wow, great husband material is simply when they just look handsome and they don't say anything. Yeah, she (laughs) can steamroll him. The only thing that's not right about him, I'm sure, to her, to her, is that he doesn't make, he doesn't have a career that she would like, but that doesn't matter because being on the show means that they will have a career that she would like. Well, did you catch what when he said it was favorite music was? No. She's like, what's your favorite music? And he said heavy metal. Yeah, he likes heavy metal. And he goes into mosh pits. And she's like, no, it's too dangerous. No, no. People die in there. Like, when? When's the last time that happened? (laughs) (laughs) All right, I just checked. John Henry is originally from Asheville, North Carolina. Uh, I believe he currently lives in Virginia. And Kat is from Florida, originally Tampa. 
Uh, I'm not sure if he still currently lives there, but yes, he's he's from that region and currently lives in the there region. There you go. Guessing. So there you go. Yeah, um, I don't know. John Henry is an interesting character to me because I don't think I've dated a man like John Henry. Like just kind of like a stoic pushover. Yeah. yeah. See, I don't. I don't think he's that handsome either. So it's like, what are you really? What are you getting? You I know? do. He's, he's a cute guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't. Uh, yeah, I do think he is that handsome, but I don't think him and Cat work together at all. No, That's I don't think they make true. any sense as a couple. Really, like they don't have anything in common, and their interests are not even like. You're you saying know, that Cat doesn't like heavy metal. She hates heavy metal. She hates the beach and water. He's a she professional diver. <laughs> She's like very prim and proper, and he's like a tattoo-covered, quiet heavy metal guy like it's just a very (laughs) weird it's like if it's like in a high school movie when the popular girl in school dates like an outsider who nobody likes that's like what's going on here yeah 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 um i wonder what kind of heavy metal he listens to probably not the same kind of heavy metal i like oh my goodness here goes craig that's that was the road i'm like where are you taking this oh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, there's different types of heavy metal, and some yes, of it's not very great. good. Yes, great. Um, yeah, I'm sure he listens to the not very good kind. I'm sure he's not much of a thinker, you know? He's not much of like a... like Haven't, haven't people asked him about his tattoos? He's like, oh, no. I just don't, you know, a god sub. Like, he doesn't know how to form a sentence, <laughs> right? Like, have we ever seen him do that? Hmm. I have not. Um, barely, I think, on this show. He he is not talking a ton. And when he's shown, he's usually being talked about or talked to rather than being the person who, you know. Has he ever, ever done it to camera? Never, right? Um, if he has, I don't remember it. But I think that's also part of his issue is that he's not super memorable. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I mean, I'm sh- that they can't air or they haven't recorded any two cameras with him. I would think is huge because I that's why I don't have quite a good like handle on his. I don't have a good like grip on his face, you know, not physically, um, <laughs> because I never <laughs> see him in like good light looking at the looking at me. You know, I've only seen yeah. the side of his face kind of sheepishly like saying some nothing. Check thing. into this. I bet there's some good stuff on, you know, Bachelor Data, how she does, like, how oh, much screen down. time someone gets. I am willing to bet he's, like, probably the lowest person on that list who's on this show still. Right. He, he was part of a triangle, so I don't think so. Like, I think all those newbie dudes might. But in terms of someone who is in a triangle... Never having a two camera. That's I think that's huge. That yeah. is really big. Well, they probably tried and it just didn't work. Right. Like, He's probably tell, like, us, oh, tell us about yourself. Uh, I mean, how come you're like always Olympia? making him wear his underwater diving helmet? Is it because he doesn't talk enough? So I can just put this on. Yeah. Right. They couldn't even get him to look at the camera in that opening scenes. Like, you know, this right. thing. So, okay. Um, yeah, that's it. That wraps it up, right? We did, everybody, I think. Yeah, I, I think, think so. Everything. All right. I was just making uh, sure because I was 
you know, in and out of consciousness. Like, yeah, watching, I like, think that's, yeah. I think that's everything that happened. Yeah. I'm surprised that they didn't mention at any point that Katie Thurston is on the new season of F boy Island. <gasps> Ooh, I still have to finish the first, the first season. Um, yeah, I will definitely be watching yeah. her season. I enjoyed that first season of F boy Island. So of course I will watch former bachelorette Katie Thurston on hers. Yeah. Wait, is, is that an ABC show? No. I gotta double check what it's on. No, no, it's it HBO. On, it, it was, was on, on HBO, HBO originally. I'm not sure if it's changed. Let no. me see when it's I, like when it's airing. And... Wait a minute. While you do that, oh, we never CW. Oh, that's good. I think it is. It fits with CW, honestly, more than HBO. Mm-hmm. Um, we never really got to the bottom whether, like, why did she come down and confront him, like, for ratings? You think they paid? I mean, I think what they said to each other was true. But what was the point of that? Like, she doesn't want to get back together with him. No. So, I don't know. It was just a producer push? I think it was to mess him up emotionally. I think that's what they were trying to do. Right. And she's okay with that. I think she probably is. I think they were like, hey, you want to come on and you'll get a little bit of like potential promo time for your stand up comedy and your new show. Right. Yeah. Um, but and you could get closure with your ex-fiance, Blake. And I think their their reading was any conversation with this is going to make Blake go like, oh, no, and have like, uh, you know, he's going to have a lot of thinking time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think they like, how long did they make her wait until Blake and Jess were like cuddly, cuddly, right? Like that right. took a while. Yeah, she's hanging out in the hotel all. room. And when yeah, Jess like, and Tyler made out that one time, they were like, oh, my God, do we have to send her back? Yeah. yeah, because that was not an easy get that no one like Blake had not been with Jess for a long time. OK. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for beaming in from Mexico City. And uh, Caitlin, thanks for beaming in from the D.C. metro area. As always. <laughs> Is it Metro DC area or DC Metro area? I mean, I think you can say either. Like people here will say the DMV. Okay. As in DC, Maryland, Virginia. Ah, okay. What do people call Mexico City, EZR? Is it like yeah. the city? Like CD. CDMX. Yeah, CDMX. Or DF. Um, isn't metro just mean it for everywhere? Like, if you say the Los Angeles metro area, you mean like parts, yeah, you of, mean parts like, of Orange County? Yeah, you mean the like county. the city and its closely connected suburbs sort of yeah. area. Yeah, yeah. That's why. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. alright. Alright, well, follow us on social media at Bachelor PhD and leave us a review on the Apple Podcast app and maybe Spotify, if you know how that works leave us a review (laughs) okay see you later bye